Blog Talk Radio. This is the Chab Dogs Sports Talk Show. We're ADHD hosts that are OCD about our sports. Host Brandon Chabner brings you Eric the Well Red, Frank the Tank, and Boston Mark for sports talk that's breaking news everywhere else. Now, here's your host, Brandon Chevner. Hi, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Chap Dog Sports Talk. We're on, uh, right now, we're on Blog Talk Radio, though we're, we're in the process of moving to another network. Uh, this is a Five Life network. We'll go to Five Life Network. We'll be talking about that more this month. Uh, this is the first show of September, and um, it's brought to you by Chabner Law, serving Southern California's transactional legal needs, contract drafting, business negotiation, regulatory compliance, uh, and by Chabdog Sports Blog for your head of your sports headlines. Check that out at uh, chabdog.com. And we've got a great show for you today, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, things going on at once, uh, college football tennis, uh, Major League Baseball, and pro football on the horizon. Uh, I've got uh, Frank Fleming from Sports Encyclopedia on the line, along with Stan Burf, uh, former uh, sports writer from Howard County, Howard County Daily News and Columbia Flyer. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, Frank? Oh, boy, what a season it's going to be. This football season is going to be the se- football season. There's no doubt about it. I could think of some things that are going to be more fun than the Miami Dolphins this year. They include uh, jury duty, a root canal, getting stuck in an elevator, uh, getting uh, being in a porta potty that gets tipped over, waiting in the uh, line at the post office, hey. uh, spending eight hours at the DMV, hey. being being locked in solitary go. confinement for uh, two days with an insurance salesman. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> And Stan, you're there. How are you? Been yeah, well, my 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 brother passed away on August the 27th, and that's oh, where I've been God. for the last week. So. Oh man, so that's, that's rough. That's really rough. God. It was it was it was probably the worst week I've spent ever. So. That's yeah. over now. So. I hope it, was, I, it sounds awful. I uh, what can I say except my. Deep, deepest condolences to you and Thank your family, you. and uh, I'm Thank sure you. he appreciated every moment you were there with him. Yep, I, I did right to the end. So. Yeah, I. Yeah. Watching watching somebody die is just uh, very. Oh, it's, it's terrible. A very deep it's and terrible. Uh, hard experience. I remember watching my grandmother pass, and that that yeah. was freaky. You know, I was I wasn't yeah. that old, and I was. You never forget it. I know. I won't forget that image. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> gotta gotta make the most of this life 
with you know you uh, obviously. So uh, I, yeah, I, I um, have a question. I have a question. Yeah. In the Hall of Fame, the current Baseball Hall of Fame, who has the lowest batting average? Oh, of non-pitchers. Non-pitchers. Uh, Bill Mazeroski. I was going to say Bill Mazeroski myself. Yeah. Oh, wrong. Uh, he, but that's wrong. not right. Uh, give, give me Rick a Farrell. second. You're off by four points. Rick Farrell. Nope. That's Harmon he's a non-pitcher. Harmon Killerbrew. Killer. What was his average like? Two fifty something. Two fifty six. Mazeroski's was two sixty. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? Killebrew, he played during the dead ball era. He, I watched some baseball this weekend where guys were hitting home runs off their arms. I mean, the balls were flying out of the stadium. Can you imagine Harmon Killebrew playing in this era? How many home runs would he have hit, and where would they end up? Oh, he would have like seven hundred easily. Yeah, and they would kill be, somebody, they, and they would be moonshots. I mean, gee whiz! I saw. I mean, when Ian Desmond has the record, or at least he did for a couple of days ago, have the record for the longest home run this year. That's pretty bad. This guy's mm. not known for hitting home runs. Well, Ian Desmond, did, though, that the home run did come in Coors Field, so. And it is, yeah, it is in Coors Field, so that's one point. But still, I saw him hit another home run. I swear he hit a home run with one arm. And uh, Ian Desmond is not that big a guy. I saw Pete Alonso hit two home runs this year. Where I think they were probably longer than Desmond's home run. How many? How many does he have now? Forty something. Uh, uh, Alonzo has forty-two. So he will be rookie of the year, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, uh, that's the, that's the National League record already for home runs in a season, and it's also get this the Mets team record for home runs in a season. Wow. The Mets have never had anyone hit forty. The previous record was 41, held by Todd Hundley and uh, Carlos Beltran. Wow. Do you realize the, uh, Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles, now at batting at 160-something, will have had the lowest batting average in the history of Major League Baseball. What anybody you, can, need, what the, uh, can I ask a question? Yeah. Why don't they just eat that contract? The Orioles aren't a team that eats contracts. But they he is suffer, so bad. They will suffer through two more years of this. <laughs> He's and, so bad. It, 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 isn't it time to just cut the losses? Yeah. I, I, uh, I mean, I mean, why don't they give him a, 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 a Bonilla-type deal? Let him, uh, let him uh, for 25 years, end up playing, uh, the, paying him for uh, the, yeah. paying that rest of that contract and just... It's, I guess maybe all kinds of things have been offered, but not much activity. He's, he's got two more years on this contract, and he's at 160-something, and God knows how low it can get. But this is the record for the history of Major League Baseball. I mean, that's pretty sad. I, I mean, he, he, he really is bad. Yeah. Here's another point uh, that, that I just realized. I, I was always complaining about how many people in a major – Hall of Major League Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, a batting under 300. And when I look it up, some of the best players that I remember, Johnny Bench, 267, um, uh, Al Kaline, 297, that's okay, Reggie Jackson, 262, 
Monty Irvin, 290. Ricky Henderson, 279. Well, Monty Irvin, though, he's got other reasons of being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was, he, he was black, and he had a, he, you know, it was kind of a Jackie Robinson situation, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, and he also played and was a star for the North Eagles of the uh, Negro Leagues. Yeah. In Very fact, great get this. I, I never, no, don't know if I ever told you this, but outside the courthouse, by the jurors' entrance, they actually have three plaques for uh, baseball uh, legends that uh, lived in Texas County. They have a plaque for Yogi Berra. Okay. They have a plaque for Larry Doby, and they have a plaque for uh, Monty Irvin. Oh, yeah, and all three of them added under 300. Well, we... catchers, you also have to give a different uh, yeah. grade on yeah, a but... curve, too. Yeah. But I was shocked to see uh, a couple of these guys. Joe Morgan, for example, 271. And, and I was complaining about when Biggio and Bagwell got in. I thought that was kind of low, but when I'm looking at these other guys, yeah. there are 62 people batting in the Hall of Fame under 300, including Andre Dawson, Larry Doby, Carlton yeah. Fisk, Nellie Fox, yeah. Gordon. If, I mean, if you do other Brock. other things, great. Uh, they yeah. they they that's that's not a firm rule, you know. I mean, yeah. it just isn't. Like, yeah, I, think I don't we're know what the percentages. <laughs> I think we're seeing the end of the 300 hitter, though, pretty much. I, I think that's going by the boards. Yeah, now it's now it's the exception, not the not not yeah, anything yeah. that could, is really ex- right. in the top ten. You know, maybe half of the guys are in over 300, right? I mean, yeah, I don't Mike, know. Mike Mike Schmidt 267. Uh, you know, this is, so I'm going to give up this thing about uh, a little. Bit, batting average in the Hall of Fame because the, the whole Hall of Fame is just jammed with them. They're all over. Well, the yeah, and, and pow, power and RBI numbers are more important, yeah. I think, yeah. overall. If you, if you hit 300 and don't knock in any but knock in any runs and don't don't do anything great in terms of runs scored, you're you're not getting in. Yeah, well, they were hoping the Orioles were hoping that uh, that Chris Davis would revert back to the season he had when he had over 40 home runs. And he's just gone down the tubes now. Yeah. Well, at least the Orioles uh, have showed a little life in the last few weeks. They're not the worst team in the American League anymore, <laughs> I think. I mean, you got Kansas City. Terrible. Isn't Kansas City worse, or they're about the same, I think? I think, Detroit, I think Kansas City. Detroit is awful. The, uh, the Orioles are slightly better than the Orioles and Tigers. The Tigers, are t- I think the Tigers are the worst. The Tigers the are Tigers, the worst. I think the Tigers are in the in the in the bottom, the, the end. I think they're last. Yeah. Let me see. I, I saw the I, I saw the records last night. Let's Here see. it is. Yeah. The Tigers are at three oh one. They've only won forty <laughs> games this year. Oh. Oh. The Orioles have won forty five. Colorado has won fifty. Uh, Pittsburgh has won fifty eight. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're no, they're no. Uh, well, Miami is one forty-eight, so Miami is one forty-eight. So, uh, so Miami is going to have the worst team in base, the worst team in the National League, and the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. See, the, the hope the Orioles have signed this guy Mike Elias, who is the guy who built the Houston Astros. 
when he was with Houston. He built them up to where they – so the Orioles got him. He's already starting to bring some real good talent into the Baltimore system. So I By the way, if the, uh, the Tigers, to avoid 100 losses, have to go 23-6 and six the rest of the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. And the Orioles, to avoid 100 losses, have to go uh, 18 and 9 the rest of the way. Would you guess that if I told you a ball player by the name Hanser Alberto, could you guess where he's playing? Frederick. Hanser Alberto. What team is he playing? Who's he playing for? The Frederick Keys. He's playing for the Orioles. Oh, well, that and, makes sense. And he's one, and he's yeah. one of their better hitters. Hunter Alberto. I mean, good God. I mean, first time I saw him, I said, where did this guy come from? But uh, he came from the same place that the Orioles have got most of their team this year. They're all, you know, hand-me-downs. And, mm. But he can. this guy can hit. So, mm-hmm. So you guys, uh, you guys seen any of the U.S. Open? You've been watching that. Been watching a little bit. I, I was actually watching the women yesterday. Yeah, that was that. A lot of people were watching that match between Osaka and Coco, uh, little Coco, the 15-year-old phenom. But she, she get, she just got uh, wiped out by Osaka. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know where Osaka came from until two years ago. I'd never even heard of her. Yeah, well, she's from Japan, and she bust on, you know, burst onto the scene when she beat Serena in the in the final at the U.S. Open. She's good. She's, she's she's really but, good. She what's she like? Uh, and she's only like nineteen, isn't she? Twenty-one. Yeah. How about that girl she beat yesterday? What was what, 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 what's her name? Yeah. Was she like sixteen? Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Coco, Coco She's going to be a star. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the women play. You know, this is the, the women players seem to be um, more interesting than the men. At least you get I mean, US new side. people coming up. The men, it's 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 Nadal. Same guys. It's it's the, the, the Djokovic. Yeah, it's the same yeah. guys. Federer. Federer, it's the same guys for the last 15 years. Yeah, and, and yeah. I still begs the question is, where are the American men? I've been asking that for years. Where are the American men? And people tell me, oh, we got one here at 112 and 87. Uh, that doesn't cut it with me. I want to know. I'm tired of uh, you They're know, all, all gone. That's, that's the answer. There's not, none left in the tournament now. They're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, John, that, that, John Isner left. Yes, he, Isner lost. John in, uh, Isner's that was, a joke. John yeah, Isner is does, He doesn't improve his game. He doesn't. His ground strokes are not good enough, and he never changes that. He just—it's the same old thing every year. Serve, 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 and I can't—I can't get it done in the majors. Do they? Um, do they get paid according to what level they reach in these things like U.S. Open? If they make it to the third round, of this, and even if they get blown out, they get well paid. Yeah, that? the prize money is per round, I think. You know how far yeah. you get. And, and there's so a it lot of it. Get... There's a lot yeah, of, out, I mean, of, out of it. 
That's Kansas why it's got a lot of money. But it is a little cruel because if you get hurt, nobody's paying you. Right. And um, you have to pay for your your entourage, every, all the people that are following you around, helping you. That's yeah, that's why. You you got, yeah. I mean, you got you, you got at least four or five people uh, in your group that you have to pay. Yeah. Well, now now people have ten people. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. All the all the all the uh, the cadre of of you know helpers that follow these pe- people around. I was in the gym working out, and Maria Sharapova comes in with her entourage, and she basically took over uh, uh, half of the gym. <laughs> yeah. All these people with different functions, helping her do whatever she's doing. Well, she didn't do very well against uh, what's her name, Williams. No, talk about somebody. Yep. That is owned by somebody else. Oh my God, she is definitely uh, Serena Williams. You know what? I mean, she, she's got a she complex. Just, as soon as as soon as she gets out on the field, on the court, she's done. When she plays Williams, she's finished. <laughs> exactly. Of course, if you look across the net and you see this huge body over there, um, and attached to a woman, wow. I know. Did you see what she was wearing a few days ago? She was wearing this uh, purple outfit. Yeah. I, I said it was yep. her uh, per, her purple people out, eater outfit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she, she's just so huge. Yeah. Uh, oh my she's God. Actually, she's bigger than some men that I know, including myself. I mean, she's enormous. Yeah. Uh, yeah her her legs and mu- her, her butt. I mean, but Brandon, am I not, I'm not mistaken? But, but is not the U.S. Open and these tennis tournaments the winner gets more money than any other sport? A winner of any other event and is in tennis number I, one. I, I mean, I, the only thing I would guess is maybe golf is and this is equal, but uh, I don't know. I I, I kind of think yeah. I think this is prob this is probably the biggest purse right here, the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open is all. the biggest purse, and, and, and it's when you look at the numbers, the purse numbers, I looked at them at one time, and I was staggered by them. That shows you how much money is in tennis. And once you win in tennis, you get so much that you can, you know, tennis rackets, tennis shoes, tennis this, tennis that. You can go to any store. Yeah, and, you, and the endorsements you, are great. I mean, just think about all the money that... Roger they Federer dwarf. makes from Rolex. Those they they dwarf what he makes on the court. I mean they really do. I mean they they come after these guys. You know like Rolex you mentioned them, but there's so mm-hmm. much. You go to a, a a golf shop or a tennis shop and take a look at the pictures there of Serena and, and this is the shoes that she wears. This is the dress that she wears. This is the racket, and it's not a fifty dollar racket, folks. It's not no. a fifty dollars. The rackets are very expensive now. It used to be you can go in when I was a kid and get a racket for nothing. For nothing nowadays. Wow. Is that part of the is that part of the problem? The sport is too expensive for most people or for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's not yeah. getting the, the the talent pool in the United yeah. States at least. Uh, I, I, you know what? the the people used to be able to uh, just buy a used racket, and they could go to the local park. I mean, that's right. You just bang the thing off of a wall. We actually have a uh, a nearby park 
uh, Branch Brook Park. It has uh, tennis courts in it, and the tennis courts are uh, named after Althea Gibson. They actually have a statue of Althea Gibson outside okay. the tennis court. Yeah. She actually used to go uh, in her uh, later days. Used to go play at these courts and uh, would uh, give lessons at the courts. Boy, I'll tell you, it's a hell of a lesson to get. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't mind she getting a lot. It wouldn't help me at all. I could never understand on the serve how you get off the ground when you serve. The, when you serve, I couldn't. It was like lead. The feet stayed on the ground, and I just threw the ball in the air and tried to hit it that way. But everybody <laughs> else was leaping way in the air, and I could never get off the ground. That's when I knew tennis was not for me. Too late for a lesson for you. You don't. You want. You don't want me to come out there and give you a lesson. Oh, I had lessons, and I, I had a nice backhand going, but I couldn't serve with a crap. I could not <laughs> serve, and the, and, the, and the instructor every so often, when he'd get a you know a kick out of it, he would hit one of these rockets at me, and that was it. And often it hit me in the wrong place, and that was enough. <laughs> I think I'll take golf. Yeah, <laughs> but anyhow, I don't know what. But I was looking at this uh, <clears throat> in baseball. There's a baseball bat made by a family in Louisiana named Marcucci, and they put their a, a major league bat together. And I think some of the major league ball players went in, in with him, to build build this bat. And it's a tremendous bat. I have one of them, and I didn't realize how expensive a baseball bat. Over two hundred dollars for a baseball bat. It's wood, I was a kid a wooden bat. A wooden bat. And it's a bat that doesn't break. I don't know what the composition. His son asked him, he had a woodworking shop in the back. His son asked him, could you please build me a bat, Dad? And he went there. It was on CBS. They did a whole story on it. And he went and built his bat. And the major league has got a hold of it. And he said, this is fantastic. I have one at home. And it's got great balance. It's got, it doesn't break easily. But it's so damn expensive. I used to get a bat when I was a kid for five bucks. You know, a, a, a good bat. Uh, but now, everything, like when you go into a tennis thing, you know the prices of tennis rackets and all that. You, I'm sure you got ten of them at home. They're very expensive now. And they're made uh, out yeah. of all kinds. They're made I, out I of all kinds of composites. I play very little now. So I, yeah. It was destroying my, you, my lower body. Couldn't handle it. I'll bet you played a lot when you were in college. Yeah, I played on the Yale team. I was on the JV, and uh, I played for two and a half years. And then I played in high school. I was on the high school team. I was number number two in my high school. So I was I was into it, but um, I just had to give it up because it was causing me too much discomfort. I was it wasn't health, It wasn't good. I mean, I was in decent. It was in decent cardiovascular shape, but my back hurt, my shoulders hurt, my knees hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's, all, right. it's an unnatural sport with all that bending. Yeah. So, um well, well it's but, not uh, natural. It's not bad for me because I just let the ball go past me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's, if you don't it's, you can't pick it up when you get to be too old, really. Oh no. I mean, um well, I would I'll say tell you. uh if you want to look at these matches, uh, you got some good quarterfinal round of 16 matches on the men's side if you're interested in watching. I mean, 
But if you're not into tennis, I can't tell you to watch this stuff. But it's well, who do you got, they're all got, good who, players. Who do you got? Who's the number one match coming up? Uh, no, yeah, Warinka and and Djokovic are playing today at nine o'clock in the evening Eastern. That is going to be a hot match. Okay, I that would recommend be, that. That should be good. Yeah, because Warinka is seated twenty three. Uh, he yep. tailed off last year some and had got an, had an injury, but he's back and he's pretty damn strong. Um, I don't know if he's even lost a set in this tournament. And Djokovic is still playing really good, but well, but he's he's he kind of seems a little little too uh, chippy and too he's got a real chip on his shoulder and he's getting distracted by all sorts of stupid stuff. Um, I don't know. I think that'll be a three or four, I think that'll be three good sets or four sets. Uh, I would, you know, I wouldn't bet against Djokovic, but I think Warinka might take a set off him. Yeah, Warinka. I saw him play a couple times, uh, not last year, year before, whatever it was, and I was impressed. Yeah. With, is he from Poland? Where is he from? No, Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, but I he's got the, he's got the most beautiful one-handed backhand you'll ever see. Okay, if you want to learn how to hit a one-handed backhand, watch this guy because he he just crushes it. I don't know how you crush a one-handed backhand the way he does. I used to, I thought that all backhands were like two-handed. <laughs> no, they used to all be one-handed until you know until uh, Chris Everett and Jimmy Connors got involved with uh, the two-handed stuff and everybody started doing it with two hands. Yeah. But uh, it's it's hard to hit a two-handed backhand because you have to get your feet in position, you know, and if yeah. you have to reach for the ball, you just you're yeah. stuck with hitting a one-handed. Yeah. And, yeah. But so okay. now it's a yeah. How hard a serve were you when you when you were in college? How fast? Could, how hard can you get it in there? Oh, uh, I once in a while I think I could get it up to about 120 miles per you know miles per hour, yeah. uh, maybe 115. On a good day, I might hit the serve as hard as Serena Williams. <laughs> but getting it in is another story. Yeah, that's another matter. Uh, the well, other, the other might... good match would be uh, this guy Dimitrov is playing somebody from uh, Australia named Deminar, and both those guys can run really well. They're, that'll probably be a five-set match, a lot of a lot of great ground strokes in that one. And uh Federer, Federer is on at 12:15 today, playing Goffin from from Belgium. He will overpower Goffin, but uh, Goffin's a good player. He might take a set off him. So it'll be it, it's you know if you like watching beautiful strokes. And the other the other one to watch is uh, uh, Chilich and Nadal are playing tomorrow. And Chilich is from uh, he's from uh, let's see Serbia, I think. Uh, I want to say Serbia. Uh, he's he's won the U.S. Open before he won it in 2015. So he's one of the only guys that actually broke this the big three stranglehold on titles. And uh, he's got a powerful serve. He's six foot six, but Nadal's going to take him, I think, down in four or three. I, I don't see him so, winning, but it might be entertaining. So who is who of the top three that we know? Nadal, Federer, and uh, Djokovic. Who's coming in hot? Uh, anybody, I, mean, I, anybody? Think, I think they're all playing well, and it's the, it's probably going to be, I would say, Djokovic and Nadal in the final. 
because Nadal's on the bottom of the draw, and he has he has nobody in his half of the draw besides you know the other two big three are in the other the top half. So Nadal had and Nadal had like a, a match where he didn't even have to play because the other guy basically defaulted due to injury. So he's coming in rested. Okay. Which means which is dangerous. Uh, so I think this is kind of setting up for Nadal to win it, but. Um, you know, I mean, Federer's got a chance, but I, I, I wouldn't count on him beating Djokovic in the semis. I don't know. It seems. Yeah, Federer is the oldest of the bunch. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He's the oldest. Thirty-nine, and Nadal is probably the youngest. I saw Djokovic play in the last tournament. I don't remember which tournament that was. I was unimpressed with his play. He was. Uh, he looked, did he look like flat? Yeah, he looked very flat. It wasn't the Djokovic that I remember seeing. And he looked flat to me. He won. He won. He he worked his way through it. I forget who he was playing. Playing a a Brit. I remember that. He was playing a British guy. And the guy gave him everything he could handle. But Djokovic... uh, The British guy, was it uh, Andy Murray? No, not Andy Murray. Whom I Uh, liked very, very much. Daniel Evans? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Evans. Good little player. Yeah. He gave him everything he could handle. Djokovic eventually overpowered him, but I was not impressed with I was very shocked. He's he's a weird player because, you know, he's great and and he wins a lot, but when I watch him, he doesn't really excite me. I mean, he, 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 his key is his movement and his ability to be flexible and to kind of always be in the point. But yeah. it, it, he can be very boring to watch. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, was, I, was, I was stunned by his play. I thought it was lethargic, and I thought it was uh, not joke, not his – it just didn't look right to me. And I was watching, I said, maybe he'll get fired up in the second set or whatever it was. And he never really, he had enough to get over it, over it. He just finally overpowered this Brit, British guy. The guy gave him everything he could. And Djokovic made it through. But I said, gee, if he goes any further than this, I'll be shocked. But Nadal yeah. is a guy, I think Nadal is the more exciting one of the three. Uh, yeah, Nadal, I I would say Nadal's got the more spectacular ground strokes of all of them, but uh, Federer is also beautiful to watch. He's just yeah. technically perfect. And uh, yeah. the, the, Djokovic is funny because he wants to be loved, and he's he's got a big chip on his shoulder because he thinks nobody appreciates him. And, you know, the problem is you can't force the crowds to like you. You know, they either yeah. do or they don't. And the more you complain yeah. about it, the more they're not going to like you. So yeah, he should really true. just shut the hell up and play tennis. Stop enough. complaining. Well, but, he uh, wins enough, apparently. He wins enough to uh, pay the rent, so he doesn't have anything to worry yeah. about. Yeah. He's, so I'm going to watch some that Wawrinka. Was, I'm going to take you up was, on this uh, Wawrinka uh, match tonight. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen some, him play, and, he, and he's exciting. Uh, Frank, Frank, you should go to a, uh, uh, you should go to the U.S. Open. Maybe one of these days I'll get out there. I'm just not that I into mean, tennis. But it'll be fun. I mean, I, I mean, it's like I was I was at City Field the other day. Yeah. It's just as simple as it's just as simple as when you get off the subway, you go in the opposite direction. Yeah. 
because uh, you know the, the the crowd gets really into it, and they talk a lot, and you're yelling, and it's, it's not your typical boring tennis match where everybody's well, on their hands. I did the other day about tennis uh, from 1979. Stasi and uh, Macaro had a wild match in 1979, where the umpire oh, yeah? ended up getting a- I have to see that again. Was that on YouTube? Were you watching on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was was were they Nastasi and McEnroe really yelling at each other? I mean, wh- what were they doing on the court? Uh well, they were getting a little uh, heated, but uh, that that McEnroe and Nastasi started like arguing with the the, the chair umpire, and then the chair umpire yeah. deducted a point, and then said uh, then game set match McEnroe, and the referee came <laughs> in, stated him, and then took over the chair umpire. <laughs> I love Nastasi. Like he did stuff, like he took his pants off at one of the matches, and uh, uh, one time I'll he tell you something. <laughs> I tell, I tell you, I, I met him and in Columbia, yeah. Maryland. He was at a tournament, and he was absolutely incredible. He lit that crowd up, and he was very quiet and mild going to the court. And as soon as they announced him, and I was walking right alongside of him, he said, "The game's on now," and he just started all these antics, and the crowd just yeah. sucked it up. Because there, how many there really are hard there are hardly any other players in the history of tennis with that kind of uh, ability that kind of charisma you know and that kind oh, of yeah. rapport and that ability oh, to yeah. play to the crowd oh, and yeah. pe- people either hated him or they lo- lo- most of yep. them loved him because uh, he was an entertainer and and then if you watch that match with McEnroe I'm sure they were using their hands like magicians on all the shots like both those guys had the best hands of all time. It's incredible, but I uh, I just found it so different from with the guy I was walking with and talking with, and all of a sudden, as soon as they announced his name and he walked through the curtain to get on the court, place went crazy. Place you know, place yeah. just well, went crazy. You know, that's the part. That's what tennis is missing: McEnroe's and Connors yeah. and, and, yeah. and the true personalities. Personalities, yeah. right? And they all happen to be Americans. And yeah, I mean, the, even uh, even Andre Agassi had a personality. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> and and Pete Sampras and his. I, I, I mean, you know what? Sampras is boring. I mean, look at the guys now. Yeah. The guys, the guys today make Sampras look like uh, Mr. Personality too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the doll is. These guys make Jim Quarter look like friggin'. Uh, uh, friggin' uh, John McEnroe in his prime. Have you guys watched Nadal play recently? He's he's his his uh, ticks and his uh, OCD stuff are getting out of control. Like if if you watch him set up for a serve or his returns, he has to 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 pick at his back and his butt and his shorts, and then then he's going to the front to pick it out of his crotch, and it's he's doing it every point. It's it's just oh, disgusting. Well, Oh brother! Oh Lord, that I haven't seen. That yes, I mean, yeah, it's it's really weird. It's he's got a, some kind of a compulsion. He has to do this this routine after every point. And uh, Maria Sharapova does some something. Another, she has her own set of rituals where, like, she'll put her back to the net and kind of start praying for about ten oh, seconds God. and. <laughs> I was watching somebody, I can't remember who it was, but before he even served, he must have dribbled, or whatever you call it, 15 times with the ball. 
up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down before he even served. And I was up there saying, shoot, the, God damn it, we please serve the ball. Was that, was <laughs> that Phyllis? <laughs> yes, might have been every time. Every time. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Hey, Mark. <laughs> I got hey, Mark Chad on the line. Do you know that, you know you that Mark and I... Mark and I met up uh, a few weeks ago, and in, in, uh, at the ca- he drove us, drove me and my son to the Cape, so we had, oh, we really? had a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You're next, Dan. Yeah. You're next. Yeah, I'm going to get you next. How you doing? I'm okay now. I lost my brother over the week, but uh, oh, no. I'm okay now. Yep. I'm so sorry, Stan. Yep. He had all kinds of so sorry uh, problems. Yeah, all kinds of problems, but that's over now, so... Oh, yep. It was a tough He's one. In a better but, place. Uh, yep. But other than that, tell us about you went to the Cape. Is that it? Yeah. Mark, Mark's yeah, a good driver. Yeah, we dealt with this super bitch. It was hilarious. Stan, if you oh. were there, you would have loved it. You would have loved it. What? Are you talking yeah. about the, park, to, the parking? Yeah, the parking lady. She was trying to get us for like 30 bucks for parking or something, right? And yeah. I tried to talk around her. We went around the world and came back to $30. Right, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, you know what? We're going to go somewhere else. We went down the street like 100 yards. And the guy's like, sure, park it there. Go eat wherever you want. It's the cave. <laughs> it was the exact opposite of the other lady. Uh. Oh, yes. Yeah. She ripped my dad off once. That was a lady that ripped my dad off for a parking spot, and uh, he hates that woman. She's, she's, oh, well, you can terrible. tell him we got her. She is the, she she might be related to Hitler. She's a, uh, she's collecting money for Hitler. I'm pretty sure. I hey, Frank, how you doing? Hi, Frank. Uh, well, let me put this way. We're no. tanking for Tua, tanking for Tua. We're tanking for Tua big time. Oh, we oh, may talking about not the dolphins. even win oh. two games. <laughs> We're tanking for Tua big time. Hey, let me let me ask you something. The Patriots got their quarterback in the sixth round. What the hell is the point of tanking? Seriously. What is the point of tanking? This is but not you know, basketball. That is, that this is, is the so, NFL. You need so more than one player. Yeah. And, and, and let's let 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 let's let's say the facts mm-hmm. about Tom Brady. What Raph was what round was Montana drafted? To third round. Okay, so those are the two best ever, right? You can make that argument. All right, so third well, round and sixth you round. Guy? You want another guy? Yeah, I do. Give me another Not guy. Not drafted. Not drafted. Cut. I'd rather have a girl. <laughs> not drafted, not drafted, cut, went and played semi-pro football, and then got signed by an expansion team. I'm talking about Johnny Four United. Moves. Oh. Johnny United. You're kidding Johnny me. Johnny, you? That's amazing. Yeah, I, be- I believe that. Back then, they used to do the draft with, like, you got, like, a telegram. Right, Stan? Yeah. They used you to know, get, like, Johnny- a telegram. Yeah. I mean, Johnny. I mean, if he was drafted, he was drafted like in like the the ten thousandth round by the yeah. uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers cut him in training camp. He went and played semi-pro football. Yeah. And then the next year, he joined the expansion Colts. Yeah. You realize that he used to pick up after games. Johnny United used to take 
pick up people walking home and take them home. But strangers, just fans leaving the park, he would pull pull off the side of the road and take them home. Uh, wow. And if you and if you think that if you think uh, Brady and Joe Montana are one of the best ever, you got to put Johnny Unitas up there. I mean, oh, I would never say Johnny Unitas isn't one of the best ever. Yeah. And you know what the fun thing is? He, he set records that were set after oh, him yeah. that that he like took the record and brought it to a new level. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And then he held the records for a long time. But um, Raymond Berry, his best receiver, was the head coach for the Patriots when I was a kid, when I first started following the Patriots. That's right. And I remember I met him, right? And I said, "Uh, Coach, did you ever play football? And he started laughing. He said, yeah. I said, well, you're good. And he said, I was pretty good. And he said, well, who needs to throw the ball to you? And he said, Listen, how old are you? And I, I'm eight. He's like, uh, he's like, all right. When you go home, he goes, look up Johnny Unitas. That's who used to throw the ball to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know Raymond Barry's actually in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, but I didn't know who he was. I just thought he was the oh, first yeah. for the Patriots. Yeah. You know. I mean, uh, not, yeah. It wasn't that impressive to look at outside his uniform, Raymond Barry. You wouldn't have thought he was a Hall of Fame wide receiver. No. Not at all. A little guy. Not at all. I went to them. Hey, hey, Marco, this guy who's yeah. the backup to Johnny, uh, to uh, Brady, Jarrett, Jarrett Stitham. Yeah. He's yep. pretty good. He is. He's, yeah, he's he looks pretty good. good from, from Auburn. Yeah, he's pretty damn good. I saw him play they, several they times really at like Autumn. Him. He's good. Yeah. They but really the, like him. It's such a, 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 a uncommon thing, and the fact that Tom Brady... When he left, I mean, this guy, it worked so hard. That's the reason yeah. he became what he became. He was not that right. good. When he, he actually is, he's actually a better quarterback at the age of 40 than he was at 30. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? He's 42, and he looks like he's 32. And he well, plays I thought like he looked like, like he was 22. 22. I saw him the yeah. other day. He looked like he was 22. I said, who the hell is that? And the guy said, it's yeah. Tom Brady. I didn't believe it. I, I, I saw it. I saw a movie that reminded me of Tom Brady today. It's called The Picture of Dorian Gray. Have you ever seen that? It's about a guy yeah. that doesn't age. He's, yeah. But he's yeah, got, yeah, he's, he's, got he's a, a vampire. He's got a picture in his room that shows all of his sins, and uh, you know, but, but he himself doesn't age. I wonder if Tom Brady has a picture in his room of himself. Uh, he does. I don't know. He does. <laughs> he's not, but he's not aging. That's he's not aging. He's just not aging. And and I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, like I said, the Red Sox are red hot. I know they lost yesterday, but yeah, they, they went in basically four won. out of five. Yeah, so they're basically winning four out of five. And uh, they got like three guys that already have 30 homers and at least 90 RBIs. So, yeah, the problem is they have two teams. They have to jump two teams to get that spot, right? So... Yeah, they're going to you know, do it. Not just you think they'll do it? It's what you call blind Red Sox fate. Yeah, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. I'm the opposite of Frank. Frank's team could be surging and still feel like, oh, the sky's falling. And my team, I know what they're going to do. They're going to win in the end. Just like the Patriots, right, Frank? Who's going to win the Super Bowl, Frank? Patriots. <laughs> 
Sunday, baby. Next Sunday, guess what, Frank? Next Sunday night, we're going to kick the shit out of the Steelers. It's going to be epic. Is that who you <laughs> Hey, Mark, is that who they open up against the Patriots? Open up against yeah. the Steelers? Yeah. Is that, yeah, is we, that know, a, we know how good the Steelers do yep. in opening games. They, yep. The Steelers yep. are never uh, prepared. Stan, I remember walking up to that stadium for the first time when it was brand new, and that was who they played the Steelers that night. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. They had just won the Super Bowl, and yeah. we're going up to the new stadium. And I was thinking of my dad because he had gotten me the season tickets when I was a kid. And I was saying, Dad, I can't believe they got a new stadium like this. This is unbelievable. The Patriots are big time. And you know what? It's just they're going to just come out with these special shirts, though, the Super Bowl yeah. champion trophies on them. They're going to yeah. drop the sixth banner. Then they're going to make room for the seventh banner for next year. I mean, it's a lot of stuff they got to do, you know? Hey, Mark, then they, they got to get a bunch of guys. The biggest problem, Stan, is they got to get six guys to carry all the Super Bowl trophies out. <laughs> Hey, Mark, do they have at Gillette Stadium, do they have a Hall of Fame a, a name of people yes. around the stadium that they induct every well, year? Well, at the whatever? old one, they used to have a red football with, like, you know, Steve Nelson was in it and Steve yeah. Grogan and John yeah. Hanna. But now yeah. they have the Patriots Hall of Fame where you go in and actually see all the Hall of Famers. It's kind of yeah, like a, they set it up like a mini canton. That's a nice. I've I've been there. That's a nice Hall of Fame they have there. It's yeah. really nice. So when you when you get inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame, they give them a red jacket. So okay. and uh, and some of the red jackets you see up on the stage, they keep getting bigger and bigger. You know, some of these guys are like pushing five hundred pounds now. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but John, yeah. Hanna, you know, John Hanna looks like he could still play. Uh, he's another one like Tom Brady, just a genetic freak, right, Frank? Well, he was he was a fantastic offensive lineman, one of the best I'd ever seen. Stan, I swear to God, he's like seventy or something like that, and he looks like yeah. he could still he could still open up a hole for a running back. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, you got the, uh, you probably got the best player uh, from the best football player ever from the city of Newark in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Andre Tippett. Yep. Yep. Great guy. I can't think of any other black belt too. I can't even think of any other uh, players in Newark, so I guess he has to be the best. Well, uh, he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well, so it's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, besides Lawrence Taylor, he was—I think for like three years there—he was the best defensive player in the NFL. Lawrence Taylor was better, but he was number two. Mike, oh, yeah. Mark, is that the is that the guy that you got into the almost got into the fight with? No, that was Willie McGinnis. Oh, okay. Willie McGinnis, yeah, he is gigantic, gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> Willie McGinnis is in the Patriots Hall of Fame. He's got three rings. Have you seen a little bit about the uh, college football this weekend? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, Frank, football. talk about something besides just, pro football because that's really boring. I just want um, to ask Mark a question. Well, we're going yeah. from pro. The pros are even starting. Wait, we're let's talk. Let's talk. Mark, Mark I got a question. Go ahead. Have you seen recently seen what Jim Rice looks like? I have. I, am, I, I met him too. He looks tremendous. Yeah. He looks tremendous. 
I he saw does. him on TV. You know, he got times. his eyes fixed. He looked. That's what great. ended his career. Yeah. He could he still just, hit the ball. He just couldn't see it. He needed that he, LASIK surgery. If yeah, he, if he they had he, that. He, maybe it's taking he the same played. stuff that Frank Thomas is taking. That new genics. No, no, they, he needed the LASIK surgery to fix his eyes. Yeah. He'd, he'd be in the he'd be in the baseball hall of fame. He is he's tremendous. He, and he's quite a dresser too. He's got oh. a Porsche. So he pulled yeah. up next to me in traffic, and I was like, "Hey Jim, how you doing?" And he's like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "One of my favorites, number fourteen, Jim Rice." And he just oh, smiled. Yeah. Oh boy, was he quite a player! Oh, Jim boy. Rice isn't oh, in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. No. He is. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. He just got in, right? Yeah, he's in. He got in. Yeah, the he's in with five ten. Four years ago. Yeah, with a lifetime batting edge of 298. Yeah. But they were saying he, it was like his last chance, I think, for him to get in or something, Frank. Yeah. It was, like, yeah. controversial. It was, his, it was his last chance, and he got, only got in by, like, a couple of votes. He got That's in. That's what it was. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But you know what? If he, if he didn't get in at that time, he would be in by now if they put Howard fucking Baines in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. <laughs> Good point. By the way, Stan, Stan you know what? Uh, did you mention his batting average? His batting average is not 300, but it's almost 300. Who's that? Rice. Yeah. Jim Rice? What about it? 298? Yeah, I mean, that's that's not far off. You know, uh, he had a, a, one of these players like Mickey Mantle. Uh, his yeah. last season, he batted 234. You take 234 out of there, he's probably a 300 hitter. Yeah. You know what Harold Baines' uh, batting average was going into the Hall of Fame? 289. Two eighty nine, right? Yeah. Two eighty nine. But he had a lot of games. Yeah. But but hey, to me, Harold Baines is just too. I never looked at Harold Baines and said he's a Hall of Famer. Oh no. Me neither. That's a shock. He just had a good rabbi. <laughs> yeah, he's not a shocker. All right, that's enough. Now to the NFL. What are we going to now? No, we're going to college football. College football. Okay. So, what uh, the you know, has happened to the Florida State football program? Who, who did uh, they lose? They, they scored 31 points, and then they thought the game was over. I mean, <laughs> they, they were up 31-13 early second quarter against Boise State and did not score again. And well, then that, the rookie, last... that kid's a freshman, Frank. You should tank for him, the kid at Boise State. He looks good. The last three, the last three plays for Florida State – Third and five with a minute left, they ran the ball into the line. Then on fourth and five, completed a pass that was uh, that went back because they got called for pass interference. Right. Then on fourth and fifteen, got called for a illegal formation penalty. Un- undisciplined. That's the answer. I mean, so Bobby, I mean, you want to talk about a seat that's hot? How about Willie Taggart? His first season at Florida State. They had their first losing year in 40, uh, 42 years, and then they have a start like this in the second year. Hey, yeah, that yeah. Guy in the, the last out there. But they shouldn't be playing Boise State this early in the year. That's why Stan will tell you they play cream puffs in the beginning of the year to get all the wrinkles out. But yeah. they were thirty. They were up thirty-one to thirteen. How do you blow that game? Did you see the quarterback for Boise State? Boise State's a good team. Good. Uh, 31 points in the first. Undisciplined. I'm telling you. You don't score again. 
They hey, fell Shin, apart together. That was that apart. kid's first game. First I, game. I got, a, I got a team in worse shape than Florida State, though. How about Tennessee? Did oh, you see that? Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, brother. They lost to Georgia State at home. Not bad oh, enough God. that they have hideous uniforms. Now they have to suck on top of it. I wanted to ask you a question about booing of uh, Andrew Luck. Any comments yeah, about I that? Think, what was that all about? He retired because he got a high ankle sprain? Did, did, no. did he come out of the closet yet? Is he homosexual? <laughs> I don't know, but the, the fans, some of the fans there gave him a... I would have booed him. They boot, well, you would have? Oh, yeah. Fucking 29-year-old quarterback, they drafted him with the first pick in the draft. Remember, they were tanking for luck or whatever. They benched Peyton Manning, got rid of Peyton Manning for him. And then this prick retires because of his ankle or his shoulder. What's he retiring for? I don't even know. Does yeah, anyone he's know? Got, he's had he's three surgeries. I think his boyfriend. I think he's it was had someone with his boyfriend. All right, let 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 Tanker Stan answer that question. He had he had several injuries to his leg, and it never really healed. Uh, and he kept on playing through it, and uh, he just uh, it, it was getting so bad. I think he was probably having having to take some pain medication because he was in not good shape. But he kept on playing through it, and uh, he decided that 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 he couldn't take it anymore and quit. And uh, the Colts decided to pay his continue his salary for the year regardless. Oh, that's well, no, nice that stuff. makes sense. If he's trying to get sober, that's a good thing. You know he what had, I mean? Because maybe he, he's got a drug problem. His legs never never really recovered. His his pain, he never went away, and it never recovered. Uh, and it was like three different things, ankle, knee, and back, or something like that. There were about three things that, that he was under a lot of stress for. And he decided that uh, he couldn't take it anymore. He told the Colts before the season that he wasn't going to cut it. He was going to have to bow out. And they said that they would put him on injured reserve, and maybe he would work his way through it. And he said, no, he didn't think he could. And that was it. And he did not ask for his salary at all, but the but USA and the Colts decided to pay for him. Because for the they're hoping season. in a year or two he heals and uh, decides to come back. That's why. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But uh, yeah. I, wow. I, I well, you know what? I didn't realize he was going through all that stuff. Someone said to me, you got a high ankle sprain. No, no. And I'm like, worse. a high ankle sprain? No, Mark, it was worse than that. It was worse than that. Oh. It was really, That's too really, bad, then. Really bad. It's 29 years old, that's a sin. It's all those years didn't have a good offensive line. Yeah. Well, Frank, I mean, last year, though, I mean, all, how many times did you see him throw a 50-yard touchdown last year? I mean, he was definitely good for the NFL. That's why I said, yeah, I would have booed him because I loved seeing his highlights. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I didn't realize yeah. he was going through all that, so he I had all kinds, of, all kinds of problems. That never, his leg never recovered totally, and he played through it. And uh, then he took some brutal hits last year, just absolutely brutal. And some of them, I think, came through. I think the Patriots did him a couple times, uh, but. He yeah. got worked over pretty well, he badly. Had a, because, a couple of years ago where he had a lacerated kidney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he sounds he like Drew Bledsoe's career, like Steve yeah. DeBerg. Uh, DeBerg played a lot of years, but he took a beating. Yeah, and and the, the guys oh, really... And all see, the, I, I, I think eventually he'll come back 
I just think he needs probably a year or two off. I think it sounds to me like he needs to get his head straight too. Yeah. Um, you I know, mean, everyone's yeah. tolerance for pain that is tells different. You, you know what I mean? Hard thing for the Dolphins might do is uh, maybe to suck for two years and build like the, the Browns did. Next year, build a new offensive line, and then the year after that, we have Trevor uh, Lawrence. Well, you know what would be a, a, a good idea for the Dolphins? To try to be good every year. Not to start no. this year and last year well, and the last 10 years. They're an expan- they're, they're an expansion team. I, I think I, the Patriots are in an expansion division. The Jets twice, the Dolphins twice, yeah. well, and they get to play the Bills twice. They are in the, 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 the Jets, the, basically the Patriots in <laughs> the, the AMC East would be like the uh, Alabama and the Sun Belt Conference. Well, if the Colts were still in the AFC, we'd be playing Jacoby Brissett. So, I mean, give me a fucking break. Are they going to sign Hoya? They just cut yeah, him right away. Actually, it would be the correct thing to do. Would have been to put the uh, well, Dolphins. Someone better sign Hoya because I'll tell you right now, he's better than a lot of starting quarterbacks in this league. And he's put probably the, uh, already, he's probably already signed. Put he won't be out there long. Yeah, he won't be. Stan, he I'm telling be. you right now, that'll be a good signing for a team like the Dolphins or someone. Hoya, because he knows the Patriots system, come back against, you know, in the division. You know, hey, Buffalo is stupid. Look at Baltimore. They think they got. Baltimore oh, God. has Robert Griffin III as a backup. Oh. Can you imagine oh, that? Why they it keep goes him? I bad have no idea. Talk about Why did they get rid of Joe Flacco for this this quarterback? They think he can't even throw a pass. No. I I just don't. I can't figure it out. This guy McSorley, Trace McSorley, is the third string quarterback. He's better than Robert Griffin III. Uh, but well, eventually he'll play then. He'll play. Robert Griffin will screw up somewhere. He'll break something or fall fall apart. He just he said that God brought he's him to skinny. Baltimore. No, he's too frail. You know he yeah. is. Hey Frank, yeah. I, I don't understand why you didn't uh, mention the the biggest game uh, yesterday in college football. Rutgers won forty eight to twenty one. This is just against UMass though. So <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> It's still a lot of uh, a lot of bragging rights for you against Mark because I mean it's Rutgers over Massachusetts. That's you, Matt Amherst. They're I mean, just you their program out there. No, it's they're, you're, you're, they're, you're, they're, you're, they just got moved up, right, Frank? They got moved to Division. Uh, they've been in F, uh, FBS now for about five years. Yeah. Yeah, five years. So they're just building their program up. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, close they're, their football they're, program, so. If Rutgers doesn't win that game, then, they're, then they should be ashamed of BC themselves. BC won, though. Boston College BC won. Might this year. BC might be, a, might be about an eight-win team. And that campus is beautiful. That's a beautiful school. You know what I don't oh, yeah. like? I don't like the fact that Notre Dame doesn't play BC every year. They should. They really should. I, I mean, the Catholic Bowl. I always like that, the Catholic Bowl. Yeah. They should play every year, though. You're right. Uh, it's, a, it's a big thing when they do play, though. I'll tell you that much, especially in Boston. Holy shit. It's like having two St. Patrick's Days in one oh, year. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm telling I like you. When they actually played at Fenway Park. Oh, when they played at Fenway Park, Notre Dame, it was freaking crazy. 
Um, you wouldn't have believed everybody was wearing Notre Dame shit. I, I, I never, and you know what? The people from Indiana are nice. They're nice people. Yeah. Well, not, we just traveled all, all over Notre the place. Dame. Not all, Notre Dame is they're not na- like Bobby Knight. Notre Dame's a national team. <laughs> well, you they know, Notre Dame, Notre Dame is yeah. the only team that doesn't share its football revenue with anybody. That's right. That's right. Independent. Uh, that's right. They're independent. Only for football. Yep. Only for football. Yeah. Everything the else four they started that. Well, they got that TV, that great TV contract with NBC, don't they? So yep. they're yep. set. And they keep that all. Mm-hmm. They keep it all. That's how they paint those helmets. You bet. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, well, we're we're coming gonna, up on uh, time, so uh, I guess uh, I guess we're gonna help hit the uh, hit the break here. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good week, everybody. Dan, I'm so I'm so sorry for your loss, Dan. Thanks, yeah. Marco. I'll talk to you next week. I appreciate that. All right. Hang, Grant, hang in there, care. Stan. Right. Bye bye. All right, and uh, Frank, uh, Frank, uh, I'll say a prayer for the Mets, though they're not looking too good right now. Frank, say Frank. They got to fire, they got to fire Mickey Calloway. Yeah, well, we got to talk about the Mets and college football. Uh, I got to go, I got to do things to do. Come on. What do you, what's more important than talking to me? Come on. I'll see you next week. I won't even talk about how good the Patriots are going to be. I'll see you next week. All right. <laughs> I'll miss you. Well, <laughs> Frank doesn't want to talk Mets. I guess it's too depressing, huh? It's too it is. Huh? You know, and the funny thing is, I was looking in the newspaper, and it's like the Red Sox, people, uh, everybody's like, they're all done, they're all done. And, and you know what? They're not. They're not. And Frank's team is in a better position, and he's, like, down on them. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. understand it. Yeah, I mean, the Mets are, they're not, they're not dying. They're, they're still, there's still a chance there. So, Chav Dog, um, yeah. well, it's just me and you. Uh, at work now, I told Eric, I'm, they asked me to be the night dispatcher, so I've been working nights. And yeah. uh, the day dispatcher let me use his, uh, I, his iPad thing, tablet thing, so I can watch the, uh, Netflix. And uh-huh. uh, he's got HBO Go, so I started watching The Sopranos. Oh, man. I saw Janice shoot uh, uh, oh. Richie Aprio in the kitchen. Oh, I love That's that. What are you going to cry now? And then I watched Furio go into the massage parlor. Now, what did <laughs> I say? Not just the guy. The girl's the problem, too. That's right. And Tony's sitting there smoking a cigar, and he's hearing everyone screaming, and he's smiling. I know. He's smiling. <laughs> then, he, then, then he calls his, his psychiatrist. No, he then calls the psychiatrist therapist. calls him because she's yeah. horny for him. And she's drinking, and he's sitting there laughing it up. Oh you remember what he says? Well, you know what you I could never he... understand? What? Oh, go ahead. What did he say? Remember what he he's says like, to nah, her when she's, she's trying to when she, she's trying to get him to come in, and he says, "Nah, there's no cure for life." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he's there the next day. 
But what uh, I could never I, understand was he had that beautiful wife, Tom, Tom Mella, at home, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and he's always banging all these douchebags. And it's like, dude, do you, do you really want to do you want to you you know do you know why he did that? Oh, well because I know why cuz he's just is this is psychopath. It's his personality. He had the everything's about him. The world revolved around him. Well, Mark, 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 you you haven't been married, so you don't really know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not married. You're not married. But you, you, why, so why don't you get is, married? Get married and then, then see if you still don't understand. Okay. But what I'm saying is you can't go home and expect to have your house be like immaculate and everything perfect and then have your Russian whore calling the house while there's a party going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not going to go over. But. And then the best yeah. is when uh, Janice calls him and she's like, you got to come over. I can't say it on the phone. And he hangs the phone up. He's like, I got to go. I got to go. It's Janice. And she didn't believe him. And Carmella called the house and, and uh, fucking hung up on him, remember? And then she started yeah. to trust him again. Remember, because she was so hurt when uh, they were doing the wedding vows, Janice and uh, and uh, Richie. And uh, yeah. she went and ran out of the room crying, and I was thinking, don't, don't, don't cry over those two. She's going to fucking shoot them in the face. <laughs> You knocked my socks off, to, baby. I, I had to haul your last husband out in a hefty bag. <laughs> All right, oh, we're, yeah, we're you fucking home. loved him. Where did he go? He goes, I buried him by a creek on a hill with a little tree. What the fuck's the difference? All right, Get we're the going fucking to break. Bike. We got to go All to right. break. I'll, we'll be back in 10 minutes or so. Maybe a little less. All right, sounds good. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm having a problem with my library here. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with the blog talk today. It's malfunctioning, and, um, I was trying to, uh, get one of these things to play, but the, uh... My mouth doesn't shut off, so I can just keep that running. Yeah. Uh... You could, um, I'm just trying to think what I should do here. I don't know. The, this guy, Kashner, got another win for the Sox. He's been pitching much better. And they've been bringing him out of the bullpen pretty good. And mm-hmm. Evaldi's been pitching good, and Rodriguez is pitching good. Sales shut down, it looks like, for the year. Price will be back soon. Porcello's got to get some balls. Did, did getting, you see uh, some of the... How how do you feel about the Steelers cuts? How do I feel about the what? The Steelers. Everyone had to cut down today, right? Today's oh. the day. Or well, yesterday oh, was the know. day. A lot of a lot of surprising moves by the Patriots. Yeah, maybe the Steelers have some tough choices to make, but um. Probably, the line looks you know. good for them. That's the big thing. Like, uh, yeah. like Frank's right. You know, Andrew Luck had no line, and that was the mistake they made. Like, yeah, they they should have went after a couple veteran linemen to put in front of them, and and that's you know, 
when Brady stepped in at quarterback, the Patriots had a veteran line in front of them with uh, Damian Woody was the center, first-round pick. Mike Compton was a guy. He was a free agent signing, second-round pick, though, in the draft. They had uh, at right tackle, they had a kid they had drafted in the, uh, I think, I want to say the fifth round, and he was a rookie. So he was uh, a little untested. But then they had Joe Andrusi at left guard, and he was a bull. He was an absolute bull. And they had Matt Light at left tackle, and he was a second-round pick and who protected actually uh, the guy who was still playing, too, for the Saints. Um, that was his name. Number nine there. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, what the fuck? Drew Brees. Matt Light used to protect uh, Drew Brees in college, so he protected Drew, Drew Brees and then Tom Brady. Not bad. But uh, anyways, yeah, you need an offensive line, and uh, with no offensive line in front of you, that's what happens, all these injuries. Sad to see a 29-year-old play with that kind of talent after retire because of injuries. That's like, uh, you know, what happened with the Steelers and uh, their middle linebacker getting injured because uh, he was a really good player. He wasn't a dirty player either. Uh, so you, you kind of get sad to see a, a good player get hurt. Yeah, I, 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 I understand why Shazier, those right? Shazier. Yeah, I understand why the fans are frustrated, but they probably should have. Um, but the thing is, the player, if the, like the player was smart, he would have made it a little more clear all these problems he had, so the people would understand. I think better. that it was too fresh. I don't think they should have brought him out in front of the fans so quick. I think it was a fresh wound. I think they should have brought him out maybe at the first home game of the regular season or halfway through the season. After this comes out, like, what he went through, why he re- retired, because it was kind of just like said, like, you know, like people like me up up here in Boston, we just heard, like, yeah, he retired because he couldn't take some injuries that he had. It's like, what do you mean? Why isn't he healed? They have surgeons down in Indianapolis, don't they? Why don't they fix these injuries? It's like Dustin Pedroia. His knee is never going to heal. Well, Dustin Pedroia had one of the worst knee injuries you can have, and players don't come back from it. There's like four knee ligaments in your knee. And, and the ulna one is the worst one to hurt, and that's the one he hurt. And they just don't come back from it because you live in pain for the rest of your life with that injury. So playing baseball is not going to happen. Walking around day to day will happen, but playing professional baseball is not going to happen. And, you know, he had another fucking surgery because he wants to play so bad. He, and, and there's no guarantee that it's going to get any better at all. But he's trying. And then you okay, see a guy well, like Andrew Luck who doesn't, he's just like, I'm going to retire. Pedroia is like having extra surgeries trying to come back. Mm-hmm. There's just a different, I, you know, I always felt like Andrew Luck had more going on than football, didn't you? Well, he's he's a smart guy. He went to Stanford. Um, he's yeah. probably totally set for his next career. Right. 
So, well, I'm not worried you're going to be a lawyer or some kind Jab of... Doc Sports Talk. This is the oh, week... I got it going. I got it going. So, we're going to go to a break, okay? All right, cool. Jab Doc Sports Talk. This is the weekly sports talk program brought to you by... The Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Here with my co-host, Mike Patterson. Getting a back adjustment from Serena Williams. I want to get this in before you get off the air with us. Kevin Durant is a coward, plain and simple. So you play the first grunting session. It's, and I want at least one of the one of the two women that's in this. There's a crank right in my face. Larry Brown. Man, that shit is bitch made. They're women. I wish I was a little taller and could jump. I'd, I'd try to help them. This guy, he thought I was blowing smoke up his ass early in the season when I said he can be the best point guard. Either that or you could shoot. And you looked at me like, man, you don't know me. Shut the fuck up. Unfortunately, you don't have any of it. Well, shit, James Jones made six straight as well. You know, we'll go on the basketball court and we'll see who, who ends up uh, with a pulled, pulled groin. He's a big motherfucker, ain't he? I said, absolutely. You are a statistical storehouse of knowledge. The celebration of America's pastime. I don't know how you can do this. The best in baseball is gathered here. When Yogi was there, you couldn't buy you, you couldn't buy your own drink. It was like uh, everything was on the house. Of course, when Rizzuto was there, you couldn't get a glass of water for free. It's cowardless. It's gutless. This political correctness is too much. But take off the gun so you can see what's up. Then we'll go at it, punk, and I'm going to fuck you up. And by Chabdog Sports Blog, which is your place for headier sports headlines. Here's what you do. Zip line across, kill the double, and then rip up the Constitution in front of the world's media. Piece of cake. I don't understand what has happened. My calculations were very precise. If you lose enough weight, then the zip line will work. Do you have anything in your pocket? Uh, let me check. What, what is that? It's Vita Cocoa Water. Why do you have Vita Cocoa Water? Because it has as much potassium as three bananas. The line is still too heavy. Is there anything else in your pocket that could be weighing you down? <laughs> oh, you're kidding. So then why did you bring three bananas? Because I don't trust the advertising. I'm naturally suspicious. Is there anything else you're carrying? You're still too heavy. Just this. What is that, a brick? Uh, All this time you've had a brick. Why do you have that? What to balance out the weight from the other one? You have two bricks? Yes. Throw them down immediately! Oh. Oh my god, there's a little goat eating the wire! You need to lose weight immediately! My pockets are empty. I could pull. That won't be enough to make a difference. Yes, it will. I haven't gone since one year. Losing power has stopped me up like a cork. Hurry! Come on, Supreme Leader! Make it ring! Make it ring! Stop. It's out! Yes. And it's pointy! Somebody stop that man! Yes! Just the facts if you don't mind, man. 
got our clips going there. Did you like that, Mark? Hey. Oh, I love Dragnet. Yeah, isn't Dan Aykroyd great? <laughs> fantastic. Tom Hanks is fantastic in that movie. He did, uh, yeah. I also really like that movie, The Burbs. I thought Tom Hanks was so funny in The Burbs. I don't know if you uh-huh. remember that one. I gotta see. I gotta see that again. Who was in that movie? Uh, that was when they had him with that comedian. That was when the neighbors were uh, burning bodies in the basement. They they were like weirdos. Right. Uh, uh, who? But who? Who were the other? Uh, I can't think of the one. other. His supporting actor. The guy was the crazy neighbor. His wife was famous too. And uh, was it Carrie Fisher? I don't know. Was it Carrie Fisher in the Burbs? I have, I have a big to watch actress it again. that was his wife. Somebody, I can't somebody think that who else was in it? Yeah, I love Tom Hanks. Frank, he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, when he always hangs up when we need him. When we finally need him, he's already gone. You know, we gotta listen to yeah. him saying about well, Hanks I, I the could, tour. I could go to my computer and find the answer to that. You know, it's there's always a Google answer for everything. Uh, the Burbs. That was uh, it was a hilarious movie. Tom Hanks. Carrie Fisher. That was one of the all. Yeah, yeah Carrie Fisher. Yeah, see? yeah, yeah. And who was the guy that was the supporting actor? He's a funny prick, that guy. Uh, well, Bruce Dern was heavy in it. Set. Uh, then there the was guy who's heavy set. Not the little guy. The little guy is funny too. The little old man. He was famous. Uh, Corey Feldman was in it. Yeah, he, he was, was one of the neighbors, but that's not the guy I was thinking of. He was all right. That's when he was like, you know, they were trying to get him off drugs and shit, trying to get him back in the movies. I I don't know these other these other uh, actors are not real famous. Uh, no, Sternstein. not famous. But one of these guys, one of those guys, was like um, in a lot of movies as a supporting actor, very funny, kind of like uh, not Little as good guy. as Tom Arnold. You know what uh, I mean? Well, there's Bruce Dern. That might be the guy you're thinking of. It's got to be him, Bruce Dern. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a famous actor. He's been in a bunch of days. I don't did. even know if he's still alive, but he's oh. he's a good actor. Well, Tom yeah, Arnold, one of my favorite movies was True Lies with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Tom Arnold. Yeah, and, I uh, never saw that. I, thought, I never saw that. Oh, you got to see that. Oh, you got to see that. Yeah. So, I, I uh, they were uh, <clears throat> they were basically like the top of the, sp- the tip of the spear. They were the special secret unit above, like, anyone else uh, working for the U.S. government, like uh, their Mission Impossible squad. And uh, so, anyway, uh, it was funny because in one scene, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger thinks his wife's cheating on him, and Jamie Lee Curtis plays his wife. And uh, so he wants to put surveillance on her. And they're following her, him and Tom Arnold. And Tom Arnold, and, and he's getting mad at Tom Arnold. He's like, listen, stop fucking lying to me. And he's like, I'm not lying to you, but you're doing this, and you're using all these funds to, for the, for, to follow your wife, and we can't do this. And he's like, 
oh, fuck you. I know you you blew that operation getting that blow job in Costa Rica. He's like, you know about that? He's like, yeah, I fucking knew about that. He's like, take a left here. It's quicker. <laughs> Tom Arnold is like the best. I fucking love that guy. Him and uh, the guy from The Big Lebowski, John Goodman. Oh, my God. They make me laugh so much. John Goodman. Ah, I love John Goodman. Big Lebowski. Oh, God. My fucking was, wife, dude. Yeah, he, I saw him in a movie recently that I, I was on TV. That I, Did you ever see the one, the Coen Brothers movie called Oh Brother, Wherefore Out Thou? Where are, you know what I'm talking about? The one? Yeah, Oh Brother, Where Out Thou? They were singing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was. He, uh, he played the psycho Coon. who. Who beat those guys up when he was uh, having the picnic with them? <laughs> yeah, you remember way back he was in raised in Arizona. Uh yeah. With, uh, uh, with uh, Nicholas Cage. Right, and Nicholas yeah. Cage and William Forsythe. He was he was one of the uh, the bad guys. They stole yeah. the baby. But you, you could tell he was a good actor right there. You could tell this guy's funny. Right. And uh, yeah. Oh so, uh, yeah, the the Cohen uh, brothers love him, man, because he's a great. He's just a great actor. They use him in everything. Yeah, they. Uh, Tara Reid and the Big Lebowski, right? And then uh, they 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 used they used uh, what's his name that died from the heroin overdose, the butler there. He, they always liked using him too, and he died. Uh, in what Impossible. movie? Uh, he was in the Big Lebowski. He was uh, the uh, the other Lebowski servant there. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Steve Buscemi. No, no, she's like uh, she's like I'll suck your cock for a thousand dollars. He he can't watch unless he pays. Oh oh, you're talking about the woman? Um, no, the guy. Name? That was Tara Reid. The woman was oh, Tara the, Reid. The guy. Uh, Philip Hoffman. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, Scotty. Yeah, he passed away. Scotty from, uh, he was in Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah. he was in a lot yeah. of movies. He was <laughs> he was uh, in um, Along Came Polly. He shot oh, yeah. himself. He's, He's like, very Dude, funny. you're literally the grossest person I know. <laughs> yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. He was in uh, Red Dragon. He got uh, glued to the chair and lit on fire and uh, rolled down the hill. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 3, he was the bad guy. He was really good in that movie. He was really good. That that might have been his best movie. I don't know. I thought I, I thought he was a really good bad guy. You remember yeah. that movie? Which one? Mission Impossible Three? No, I didn't. I don't think I saw that one. Uh, you got to see that just for Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's incredible in that movie. It's a really good movie. All of the Mission Impossibles are pretty good. Yeah. So uh, I yeah, want to talk to you one about had Emilio. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about um, the Red Sox. I, I, I just I was. 
I'm still disturbed that they don't have a closer. They're they're like you know they're using Mark Brazier to try to close games out, and it's just not he's not a closer. Well, Workman's been doing the closing or coming in in the yeah, high. Workman, you know Workman, what I mean? I like Workman is getting the job done. They didn't they didn't put like put him in last night though. I, I was watching the game last night and it was four yeah, four. Yeah, he burnt. Or four, he did three. like the last four games. Yeah, so, so he's overworked. Uh, so then they had to try to razor. go with Ryan. They don't have enough depth in the bullpen. That's the problem. Well, what it is is they got this young left-handed, uh, I think he's Dominican, kid who throws 98. But he's just not seasoned enough. But I would say that next year he's going to be like the eighth-inning guy. And then in two years he's going to be a closer. He's got ridiculous yeah. stuff. They just Man, that guy's got ready. good stuff. He really does. But, um, yeah. Yeah, they need a they need a real closer and Brazier, you know, he's just kind of he threw the ball up. The announcer even called he it. He just announcer throws said, it straight. It's, you know, if he throws it up and in the zone, the, the hitter is going to be able to get around on it, and that's what that guy did. And then the yeah. Angels just kept hitting and uh, work. Workman's good, but he doesn't really have a great fastball, and uh, he's just relying no, on that. His curveball curve is. Is like plus plus curveball, but and, and he kinda, can rely on it because that's kind of a lost that in MLB is having a curveball like that. Well, as long <laughs> as I guess he can throw it over and get strikes, but or get people to swing. But uh, usually a closer has has a speed pitch, you know, or a well, really good. If you pitch. remember, Keith Folk was the first closer to win a World Series with the Red Sox, and uh, right. His changeup was his fastball was eighty seven, eighty eight. His changeup was ridiculous, and I used to remember watching him when he was on Oakland. And I'm like, why the fuck can't they hit this guy? Like he's throwing eighty seven, eighty eight. But you know what? His changeup's ridiculous. It looks the same coming out of his hand as a fastball. So you think it's his fastball and it's his changeup, and, and it fucks you up. And then you think it's his changeup and it's his fastball. So he's actually pitching. He's a pitcher. Keith Folk was a pitcher. You know, he didn't yeah, have that. 97. You know what I mean? He had 87. Uh, but he yeah. was still dominant. And that's yeah, what Workman has. Workman has a pitch that people can't hit. It's curveball. And if you look at his stats, they're hitting like 150 off him or something ridiculous. I mean, his fastball, yeah. like you said, he can throw 90. Which nowadays is nothing. You know, Evaldi throws 100, and he's a starter, and then, and then he throws a splitter. I mean, Evaldi's really coming around. He might be next year with him, Sale. I'm not talking about Evaldi's not. Evaldi's just getting stretched out now. But uh, next year's rotation, this year's rotation, I, I don't like to move on. I still think. Chavzog, I'm telling you, they're going to be in it. They're going to be in it. they got to play Tampa Bay a lot of games. They have to win these games against Tampa Bay. they got so to they, get they ahead have, of Tampa Bay. You think they have six games left with Tampa Bay? I think they have at least six games left with Tampa Bay. Because that's a real big break, because then they could go 5-1 and one in those games and pretty much make it up. And they play the Yankees, too. So... 
But, well, but I don't think they're not going to catch the Yankees. But what I'm saying is the Yankees games Oakland? might not be important to the Yankees. You know what I mean? So they're not trying to yeah. win them. Yeah. And we'll win the Yankees, them. Well, the only thing the Yankees are playing for, right, is uh, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Which so, they'll have that pretty soon. So. I mean, I don't know. The Astros are right up there with them, right? I was looking at the standings, and I don't know. It, it's weird. This year is very weird. A lot of the MLB is a lot of has what they want is parity, and a lot of parity. A lot mm-hmm. of these teams are very close to each other. And look at the Mets. I mean, the Red Sox have four four more wins than the Mets. And right, but the Mets are like you know a game closer and, to getting to the playoffs. They're five back in the wild card. And the Red Sox are six back in the wild card. Uh, Tampa Bay is one back in the wild card because Cleveland's leading the wild card. So the Mets have to leapfrog two teams as well. They got to beat either the Cubs and the Brewers. The wild card. Yeah. I don't think think the the wild card right now would be Washington. So. Washington and Chicago. Gotta, yeah, so Frank's got to be Washington and Chicago. I don't know why he's worried. Oh, and Philadelphia is ahead of them, too. So, I mean, Frank's even more fucked than the Red Sox. Uh, yeah, and the other team, that the Red Sox have to catch Oakland or they have to catch Cleveland. So, um, I don't know. They pro- they, right. Maybe they play Cleveland before the end of the year. I'm not sure. They just played them. They just played Cleveland, oh. but Cleveland got 79 wins. The Red Sox have 72. But Cleveland and Minnesota have to play each other, just like the Red Sox and Yankees do. And Minnesota has to beat them if they want to win their division since they're only four and a half up on Cleveland. Right. So those games are going to be high stress, and the Red Sox-Yankees games, like you said, Houston and New York are tied for home field, so... Maybe New York will be going, but they're not going to be going like Minnesota's trying to win the division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I well, mean, we Houston's got, uh, got their division wrapped up too, pretty much. Looks like we got uh, got a, another guest on the line here, another caller. Hello, caller. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's this? Hey, Chad Dog. Hey. What's up? Uh, nice. Yes, yeah, nice of you to make an appearance, Eric. <laughs> well, I've been listening since the opening, just waiting for my chance. Oh. Uh, you guys, oh, okay. you got yeah, all the well, talk no, taken care of. You don't need any more talk. Yeah, no, I, I, it's always good to have you on, and and yeah, it's been kind of a lively show. We've had, uh, we had, uh, we had uh, all the regulars on today. And uh, well, no, I've been, as got, I said, I've been listening since the opening, and it, I actually found it. Very entertaining to listen to. I was quite enjoying it. Even just uh, yeah, you and Mark after the so, break there, when he finally Eric, got the Eric, did, uh, did Mark tell work. you all about our uh, our little encounter where he he met me and my son at the airport and drove us to Cape Cod to, to Nantucket? Yeah, in fact, you can listen to last week's show. We had a really good discussion on that. Remember, Mark? Oh, okay. I do, I'm Eric. Sorry. How you doing? Yeah, Eric. Eric was running yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Tell me. Tell. Tell me more about uh, how it went the last two weeks. Any, anything particularly embarrassing uh, happened? 
Well, we talked about the power of the vagina, if I remember correctly. Oh, right, of Eric? Yes. Yeah, we did. We did that spend some time it. on vaginas. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we do like talking about yeah. vaginas. Yes. Talk or or, or as, as as Bruno would say, vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good for ratings. People like to hear about vaginas. People are interested in vaginas, you know what I mean? Like, just the word. You yeah. say the word, and people, like, perk up. Oh, a vagina. Oh. What? Now you're talking. Vaginas. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm talking earlier about, about uh, hairstyles. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, on earlier speaking of Drive. fans uh, booing oh, yeah. uh, Andrew Luck. Right. And yeah. uh, you know, having lived there in... in they weren't booing Luck. They love Luck. Like, there's no question. Don't worry about that. They love Andrew Luck. They'll, they'll love him until the day he dies, regardless of what happens to him. So it's, it's not about Luck. It was just that those boos were just a frustration that here you are. You know, you had pretty good. I think they were, what, a, an 8-1 to odds on Super Bowl by Vegas before Luck went down? Oh, well, yeah. odds. I mean, you know, the disappointment of getting wiped out because, you know, well, I mean, no disrespect to Jacoby Brissett. Well, I kind of like. Well, I, yeah, he's no. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, no luck. No, you know what they should do is they should sign Hoyer. A team should really sign Hoyer. Well, he was they, really good. Why did the Patriots cut Hoyer? Tell us about that. Hoyer. Well, because this kid Jared Stidham they got from Auburn is just really good. He grasped the offense, the short passes, get really? rid of the ball. He yeah. can scramble. They really like him. And for them that to release Hoya, they really, really like him. Brady gets six, six for a week, and you really want to throw the keys to this rookie. Really. And like I said, they got two running backs and an offensive line this year that are going to pound. So uh, maybe. And the defense is going to be the best defense in the league, like I said. So Belichick probably thinks. If Belichick must think the kid, all the kid did was turn the ball over in the preseason, if you ask me. So I agree with you. I like keeping the veteran, but they must really like his upside. Maybe in practice he does not turn the ball over. You know what I mean? They, they, they must okay, how, how, much did Hoyer, how much did Hoyer cost? How much did they save by dropping I think him? he was only getting $2 million, maybe? You know, you're talking like a million and a half dollars or something. It was the roster spot. They kept this kid. Okay, He's so a real good story. Well, we got to think like. Yeah, they kept this kid, Gunnar Olszewski. All right, and uh, he was the defensive back in Division Two, and they moved him to wide receiver and punt returner, and they really liked him, and. If they re- if they released him, he was going to get picked up. Like they released the Marius Thomas, and they want to bring him back under a different deal. So I mean, the roster spots, and the, they traded Duke Dawson. They made three trades on their offensive line. They brought in a swing tackle, a guard, and a center because their center is going to be out for the year. David Andrews with lung blisters, some kind of, no mm-hmm. blood clots in his lungs. I'm sorry. Blood clots in his lungs. Out for the year. Maybe could be uh, could be two years, I guess. 
he, he could lose a lot of weight and he have to at, put it back on. The Dolphins did a trade with Houston. And in that trade, Patriots. they traded one of their, like, a really good lineman who was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the 13th pick in the frickin' first round. They just traded they off. That, yeah, they did the bong rip. They traded him. The kid, remember, he did the the gas mask bong hit, and it went viral before the draft, and he was supposed to be a top 10 pick, and then the Dolphins drafted him. Well, they still drafted him. Yeah, yeah, I know the kid. Yeah, that guy, that kid. Yeah, now he's that like, kid, yeah. The they, didn't give him a chance. they can't. I don't know. Flores must not no. like him. I guess so. Well, doesn't make any sense. I mean, Did that make sense to you? Yeah, if he's not going with the program, if he's showing up late to meetings and not listening to the coach, you got to get rid of him. Like, uh, so Belichick's oh, first year. Stuff, but I haven't seen any evidence. I'm not aware. Well, Perhaps you're aware of evidence. Flores has not, to. He has to put his stamp. You know what I mean, Eric, on this year's team. He wants to be a head coach. You know how Belichick put his stamp on the Patriots? With Terry Glenn. Terry Glenn was going over to practice one day, and Belichick said, he's talking to Belichick about a new contract. And Belichick said, get your ass over to practice. He says, you know what? You want me to practice? Here's my helmet and shoulder pads. You carry them. And Belichick walked away from the helmet and shoulder pads. Terry Glenn went home, and he was released. Now is that? Uh-huh. It was the seventh pick in the draft. Belichick released him that day, and that showed the rest of the team that galvanized the team. And you know what happened that year? They won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was Belichick's second year, but that galvanized the team because you know what? Terry Glenn was driving a hundred miles an hour around Foxborough because he's running late for practice, and then now he's dead. Rest in peace, Terry Glenn. But how did he die? Driving 100 miles an hour. Yeah. In pieces. Because mm-hmm. he drives 100 miles an hour around the city. In danger. Wait, wasn't, wasn't Terry Glenn the guy that Bill, Bill Parcells had the run in with? And he said he called him a yeah, bird or said something. She, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> re, everybody yeah. really. Parcells loved him. He wanted him on the field. And they kept asking yeah. him every day. And he's like, will you stop asking me about Terry Glenn? And then the next day they asked him again about Terry Glenn. And he goes, she's doing all right because he had a hamstring injury. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bill Parcell doesn't even know what a freaking hamstring is. That was Parcell. Belichick and Parcells, they're inter- interchangeable coaches in that sense. But they oh. love these players. So Glenn couldn't yeah. play for Belichick. He could play for Parcells. Yeah, Parcells wasn't going to cut him. Parcells could put up with his nonsense. Or maybe he didn't give Parcells any nonsense. He did give maybe Parcells nonsense. Parcells wanted him on the goddamn field. And so when Parcells called him soon, he still played. He still played. Mm-hmm. Parcells was oh, a yeah, big man. He, he is a big man. I think he's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, big, big man. Chad Douglas, no uh, Parcells a uh, member of the Chosen? Is he Chosen people? No. I don't think so. I think he was. I think he was. He's a big tuna. That's all I know. But um, you think Him he's Bob Jewish? Him and Knight are good friends. Yeah. You think he's Jewish? I mean, I could be wrong. I, mean, I know he's into he's horses. I don't know. If, I don't know his religion. Uh, I, I would say I could do a Google on him and probably tell you in a second. Let me see. Bill. I, I can yeah. tell you he's uh 
he would be interesting. Now, they should put him on TV for pregame. Him, I would listen to. Like Bill Parcells, why is he he not on a pregame show? Like, get rid of Jimmy Johnson. He never says anything. Okay. Parcells was. On TV. Do you want? Do you want the? Uh, do you want the official here? It's Parcells is of Irish, Scottish, English, and yeah. Italian descent. He's Irish. So yeah, he's, based a, he's on a that, mutt. Yeah, he's not Jewish though. No, he's not Jewish. Okay. He's Catholic. <laughs> okay, then I'm glad we were able to he's clear like that me. up. He's a but mutt. You know what I, in, in looking for that, you know what I just found? Who is Jewish? Right. Someone else is near and dear to our heart. Robert Kraft. Yeah, well, Robert Kraft's Jewish. He goes to he, Israel every my, year. He brings it. He's, he's in, in my, he's in my father's temple. synagogue. He's in my father's yeah. synagogue. Oh, well. He's like Rock Hudson is gay. I'm always last to know. Uh, <laughs> I'm still getting over that. Yeah. Well, so are all the ladies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Because I have had this misconception for 20-odd years now that, uh, yeah. that he was Jewish. Yeah, so. we say you're straight. Um, I got a, I no, got a Robert clip, Mark, Mark, for you, uh, Tom Brady clip. You want to hear this? Here. Of course. Now, this is really how they work out at TV 12. Sounded consensual, so um, yeah. I'd say you're getting a good workout in. That's a good way to burn calories. Yeah, I I also say good cardio, good cardio workout there. I think the blood heart rate was definitely moderate. You know, two birds, one stone. That's what he's into. He's you know he's into that kind of stuff. (laughs) Oh, oh! I found this one. I found this one too. Listen to this one. This is good. Marty Ballard at second. Wake Boggs at third. Rich Gedman at catcher. Uh, what about quarterbacks? How about Roger Starback? Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. I think I'll stop right there. I already got too excited thinking of Tom Brady. <laughs> that, that was the one of you uh, thinking of those uh, those baseball players to distract you. That's right. Yeah. That's how you do it. 
<laughs> Extend the fun. I used to think of doing my 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 laundry or or doing my math homework. Oh yeah, gotta be. You don't want to go crazy be. though. You know what I mean? Uh, just something a little distracting. I'm telling you, thinking position by position, first base, second base. Yeah. Marty Barrett, shortstop, <laughs> Spike Owen, third base, Spike Wade Boggs, left field, Jim Rice, center field, Dave Henderson, right field, Dwight Evans. First base was Cat. a tough one, though. You had Don Baylor, you had uh, Bill Buckner, played yeah. for a couple of years. Don Baylor was mainly the DH, and then Rich Gedman. Of course, you throw Roger Clemens on the hill, right? Or Bruce Hurst. Yeah, I guess you could also go into the the bullpen and start thinking of the relievers. Calvin Chiraldi. Bob Stanley. Bob, yeah. oh, Bob Stanley, he would give it up. He could really give yeah. it up. If you know, I, the problem I, with Bob Stanley is he was like, he he's like uh, a real nice guy, but he had some really bad years. And in the biggest moments, <laughs> he really failed. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean... Nice guy though, but not. They, they had not him on the, on the mound in the ninth. I I was watching uh, the game in Nantucket with my my father uh, when I was over there when I was there this year, and they had Stanley and his son on uh, on the broadcast. Yeah. And yeah. That was kind nice of funny guy. to see a, a little kid that looks exactly exactly like his father. Yeah, they, they yeah. The now, like you were you know. saying about um, oh yeah, but like you were saying about Brazier. He's basically Stanley. You don't want him on the mound in the ninth. You want him on the mound in the seventh, maybe. Yeah. You know, with a five-run lead. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get a couple if fly the, ball outs, but if the, if the stakes are high, closer. forget it. Yeah, exactly. Because you associate <laughs> Bob Stanley with wild pitches. Oh my God! How many times have you seen that wild pitch? I just can't get it out of my brain. And then Gary Carr, oh, yeah. and the ball gets through Buckner, and you're just like, motherfucker, why isn't Dave Stableton <laughs> on the field there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm in fucking junior high, and I'm like, Dad, like, why the fuck isn't Dave Stableton on the field? Oh, yeah, ninth inning, they put in Stableton, they put in Stableton. The whole year, Buckner, come out. We got a lead. Buckner comes out. He's so playing somebody injured had a the whole farm. year with bad ankles. No, McNamara wanted him on the field for the celebration. There was no celebration, McNamara, you oh fucking asshole. They had to pull the champagne out of the locker room because you're a schmuck, you're a fucking asshole. And that Why the did... thing people don't remember is that game would have been tied, but they still would have had the opportunity to win it in extra innings. But they wouldn't have lost it there. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah, terrible. Manager, With that lineup, the they would have won that game. The manager cost them that game. They had a great lineup that year. Jim Rice in his prime. Dave Henderson in his prime. Don Baylor was a little past his prime. But then they had Buckner hitting. Wade Boggs in his prime. Marty Barrett have, was hitting. Gadman was have, hitting. Uh, did they have Evans Fred Lynn on that team? Prime. No, no, no. Dave Henderson was a center fielder for that team. Oh. And he had a big year that year. It was actually good. Yeah. That was a great team. 
I know. And I remember seeing Wade series. Boggs riding the horse after they clinched the division. People in Boston going crazy. And no. the fucking Wait, World Wade, Series. Wade Boggs was riding the horse in New York when the Yankees won. He did it again, yeah. He likes riding horses, evidently. But he did it at Fenway, too. He did? Oh, man, I didn't he know did that. He did it at Fenway, yeah. Yeah. I just I just remember uh, watching him and uh, getting really pissed off watching him ride the horse as a Yankee and in Yankee Stadium. That really burned yeah. me. Yeah, you know what? Uh and seeing Clemens get a ring, seeing Boggs get a ring, seeing Ray Bork get a ring. Those guys that is nice. to me, I always like seeing not for the Yankees of course, but I mean Ray Bork, everybody here was happy when he got a ring. But like you like you said, I mean, no one wanted to see Clemens and Boggs get rings for the fucking Yankees. But the yeah. guy, they've both actually been forgiven, pretty much. You know who's really been embraced by Red Sox Nation is uh, Dennis Eckersley. Babe Ruth? He's a funny bastard. Babe Ruth. Oh, they got over Babe Ruth? And... No, no, we still yeah, fuck did. Babe Ruth. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead to me. The babe is dead. They to pulled me. the fucking yeah. piano out of the lake, though, that he threw in the lake. No, Babe Ruth, I got nothing against Babe Ruth. I mean, he got traded because the owner was an asshole, so yeah, it's not it his wasn't fault. really his fault. You know, it's greatest... like Bucky Dent, getting mad at Bucky Dent. You Let's can't. face it, he was he was the greatest talent the world's ever True. seen in 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 baseball. I mean, the guy just he was just he was baseball. Well, don't say that to uh, Ty Cobb. I know, but I yeah, don't care if it's teeth. average. If it's average, Ty Cobb will fucking spike you. <laughs> the guy's... Ty Cobb hit way Babe higher than Babe Ruth. He hit Babe Ruth hit three forty, I think. Look it up. That's Ty pretty, pretty damn bad high. average. I thought Ty Cobb had the highest. Yeah, he does. Average. He did three sixty seven. But I'm just saying. Babe Ruth had all that power. Ty Cobb didn't have yeah, the power. Yeah, but Ty Cobb said anyone could hit it out. <laughs> he used to go. He used to spike the second baseman, the third baseman, and get the crowd throwing stuff at him, and then he fucking mm. tried to steal home. Ty Cobb he enjoyed was stealing bases. Yeah, and he was an asshole too. People didn't like him. No, nobody liked him. He was just like a bad guy wrestler, you know. Well, Babe Ruth wasn't well liked around the league. Well, that's because he was always New York loved him. Uh, but he was an, he was a happy kind of jovial guy, you know. He wasn't an asshole. No, he just always did good PR for him with the kids and with the crowns and the cigars. You see his picture, and he was heavy, and he had a lot of on. And the bad use was like a freaking tree log. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, and he uh, did yeah, all that. I never seen another bat. His bat is illegal now. You know that, right? Eric, you know that, right? It's illegal. Babe Ruth's bat. It's illegal. Why? Babe Ruth's bat. Oh, it's illegal in the game. By today's standards. Yeah, I've heard of that. Why? Because it's too heavy? Too heavy, yeah. Why should a bat that's too heavy be illegal? I mean, if he can actually swing it, it's his... It's his right. <laughs> I don't know. It's the rules. You'd have to ask wow. Frank. They have a rule. How do you make uh, wood heavier? 
for for length and width and and uh, weight. You know what I mean? For the bats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So. And you um, can't put any cork or rubber in them because. Oh yeah. You know what happens? Be <laughs> too light there. So uh, Mark, Jamie Eric, and I are gonna, Eric and I are going to do the show next week and uh, on Saturday. So um, we'll, we'll let you oh, know cool. about that. There's going to be a different uh, dial-in and stuff. All right. Got to work that out. Yeah, because next week, you know, is opening right. week for the NFL, so it's going to be epic. That's right. Uh, the Patriots Steelers oh. game. Chad Dog, how are you feeling the, uh, about that game? Yeah. What time is it? It's that, Saturday. I believe it's, it's a, a Sunday, Sunday night Sunday night game, right? Sunday so night. it'll be a, yeah. it'll be like five Sunday o'clock night. on the oh, it's a national game. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. It's gonna be a national game. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't know, man. You know, they I tried to get a good team to play the Patriots, but they got the Steelers, so Yeah, right. They'll have to who else do it. who else in the AFC, who else is there? There's very little. There's Kansas There's City, nobody. Pittsburgh. It's ridiculous. It's three teams. Kansas City. No, you guys are forgetting one, two teams that I think well, are going to compete. Well, I guess Tennessee this, yeah. could be Tennessee could be dangerous because nope. they're they're tough. I don't like Who their else? quarterback. I like Jacksonville. They got Nick Foles. They're going to be yeah. a better team. And I think Denver is also going to be a better team with Flacco. They have a good defense and they got a good running game. Now, yeah, Flacco. How long do you think he's going to be walking? Tennessee has a great running game, a good offensive line, but Mariota, if he can't stay healthy, they can't stay in it. Well, that's a big if, but they did handle you guys last year. They did, and then we won the Super Bowl. So, you know, that's like Frank said, the Dolphins beat the Patriots. They did. Did they get a ring for that? Did Tennessee get a ring for beating the Patriots? Yeah. No. But when the Patriots beat the Rams, they got rings. All right. Well, Funny how that works. Speaking of Frank, I've got a uh, a song that I wanted to, <laughs> song I want to end with from one of his New Jersey uh, brethren, there, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, oh God. I, yeah. You know Silvio's on the Sopranos. He's in he's in the E Street band. Oh, he was? You know wow. Silvio from the Sopranos yeah. ran the club for Tony. He's in the E Street band. Eric knows this. What's his name? He's this. His real name? I don't know. He's the one that wears the bandana. He's always right next to Bruce on the stage. Look ah. at his face. That's him from The Sopranos. You can't on the look road. at his face and not know it's him. Yeah. <laughs> I went to yeah. I went to this movie of that uh, face. <laughs> so they're playing a lot of Bruce Springsteen stuff. It was an English set in England. It was a good movie about a kid that became a big Bruce Springsteen fan and how it helped him with his uh, maturation process and all about uh, kind of what it's like to be Pakistani in England. Not easy. Was it good? Yeah, it was very good. Very good. The yeah, music I saw was the preview for it. I, I want to see. Yeah, it. yeah, you should. I really you like, like Rocket it. Man. Yeah, you like that? Good. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I know. I thought it was. It was. It was the the music. You know, the 
playing all that that stuff. The bitch is back. I, could, I love that. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it to see how hot he grew up. Uh, it was just, and I loved when he went to the school, the music school, and the teacher played something and he played it right back for. Her. And she yeah. was like, "Oh my god!" She knew right away this kid's special. <laughs> but he couldn't. He couldn't read music, so she had to teach him how to read music. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna sign off with this song, and we'll be back next yeah. week. So um, let's uh, say a prayer for the Red Sox. Yeah. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll text. The prayers have been said. The Sox are gonna make it. I already said it. It's gonna happen. All right. Here's going out with Thunder Road here. <laughs> Thunder Road. Have a great week, everybody. The screen door slams. Mary's dress sweet. Like a vision she dances across the porch as the radio plays Roy Orbison singing for the lonely Hey, that's me and I want you only Don't turn me home again, I just can't face myself alone again Don't run back inside, darling, you know just what I'm here for so you're scared and you're thinking that maybe we ain't that young anymore Show a little faith, there's magic in the night You ain't a beauty, but hey, you're alright Hey, and that's alright with me Tonight, you can cover and study your pain And you cross your lover's soul to the
Are you starving for comics? Do you covet the classics or the newest copies of our favorite comics? Ooh, that all-star Superman, Watchmen, and remember the Sandman? Heroes and Dragons can remedy that. They've been around for more than 30 years with the homegrown family atmosphere. Who's doing it like that? Marvel, DC, collectibles, toys, it doesn't matter. They have what you want. Go see them. Ask for York. Heroes and Dragons, located at 1807 Bush River Road, Columbia, South Carolina. Tell them to find life sent you. Yeah.